On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin Where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hey, everybody. This is Pub Crawl Liz with Clown and Geriatric Genius for another episode of As the Ale House Turns. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We are successfully Zooming as a trio today. I can't believe it actually worked. Genius, say something. I'm I'm surprised it works too. I mean, the sound is very good. I uh, I'm very proud of you that you're able to follow the link the way I taught you. Well, all I have to do is hit that button, uh, something on email. Yeah, it really, really couldn't be any easier for you. Yeah, well, that's how Gracie set up my Facebook. You know, she was doing my Facebook for quite a while, and um, of course, I was getting all kinds of friends. And then I figured out how to do it. And then I lost almost all the friends. Um, you think that's the reason? That I was able to do it. Yeah, because I made I called people names. Maybe that's why you lost the friends. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah, we clown, did. clown, clown, we've missed you. What's going on? Yeah, it was very sad listening to the uh, podcast last week. Yeah, well, you forgot. I mean, how could you forget something that important? I don't know. It was like... <laughs> It was eight. It was eight o'clock or, or seven o'clock because you started at six. Yeah. And it was I was caught up in something at work, and then I uh, made dinner, and then I looked at the uh, email, and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> now, do you do you I make dinner for yourself or for Mrs. Cloud too? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. She's been cooking a lot though. She's a good cook. Yeah. Do you cook down in the basement, or do you cook upstairs? No, just upstairs. Well, you do. Yeah, we were, we actually, she was actually down here last night. We watched a movie, and it's one of the rare times that she comes down here, actually. <laughs> she doesn't come down here very much. What did you guys watch? Um, it was called Indian Runner. It was uh, from 91, and it was Sean Penn's first director directorial review uh, movie. He wrote it too. Great movie, by the way. Viggo Mortensen's biggest, like, first big role. What's it about? It's about two brothers. Um, David Morris is one of them. You know them. He was insane elsewhere. He's 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 been acting a lot of things, but he's never a lead guy. Tall, redheaded guy. And uh, Viggo Mortensen, uh, Charles Bronson's their father. Oh, really? Um, Who's uh who's the woman that played in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? The the young well, 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 do you have any idea what's going on with Garibay? I mean, she's jumping up. I mean <laughs> Would you just be focused. No one can see me. We're just people a, are gonna be listening. Focus. I'm just gonna turn the video off so that you can't no 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 actually learn how to focus. <laughs> okay, to, so to sum it up, it's two brothers, one of them's like a a good uh, farm boy turns into a cop. The other one's a troublemaker, gets in trouble his whole life, goes to Vietnam, comes back, and 
just keeps getting into more trouble. So it's a story of two brothers. It's very good though. Dennis uh, Hopper's in it too. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's quite a good movie. So. I would think Sean Penn would be very nervous because a lot of people think that he set up um, L. What's his name? Mm. Chapo, El Chapo. Yeah, Chapo. I'd be nervous if I was him. Yeah, Which, I haven't thought of that in a while. It's probably true. Yeah, probably is true. But I would, I would, you know, those guys don't forget shit like that. Yeah, you don't want to, yeah. You know, I don't think they'd be the ones to mess with. I wouldn't want to be the guy that got caught ratting. <laughs> no. I really don't. Might be the last anyone ever heard of you. Yeah. And plus, plus they don't just kill you. They, they definitely torture you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, someone like Sean Penn, he was probably intrigued by the danger because those actors a lot think that uh, just because they act about these people, you know, it's kind of like Mickey Rourke becoming a boxer. <laughs> With all those steroids and, and yeah. Yeah. So. Well, well, Sean Penn was, I think he rented a boat or something when Hurricane Katrina happened. And then he was going around giving people bread or something. I don't know. He's kind of an odd, he's kind of an odd fish. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see um, the Falcon, Falcon of the Snowman? Yeah. He was yeah. pretty good in that. It's a good movie. Speaking Wait, so, of Mexicans. So is uh, Mrs. Clown going to make a regular appearance down below? Uh, what do you mean? Are you going like, to have like a, a regular movie night and stuff? No, it's special nights only. <laughs> we're not, dating, we're not dating as much as we used to. <laughs> <laughs> we're social distancing. <laughs> You know, she's actually got something really, we, she got a, uh, like a, a bird feeder to put out on her window. It's suction cups onto her window. So she gets tons of birds and she's been videotaping them and stuff. And so that's preoccupying her time. Well, she unfriended me on Facebook, so I don't ever get to see her stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. I, I forget what I did to piss her off. That happens like weekly. She was in a bad mood, and she. Well, she's got a lot of uh, a lot of people. Her family and friends from New York are on her site, so you probably just put up a naked woman. Well, I remember when her her ex husband was going to kill you, and then oh, when yeah. I came to your defense, he was going to come here and kill me too. Well, he died. So, so I guess how? <laughs> I mean, I think that'll teach him. Yeah, he'll teach you. You threaten to kill. You threaten to kill clown of the genius. I guess who dies? Yeah, he sounded serious, dude. Oh, he did. Sounded very serious. I know. He had, I believe he had a Dago name too. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was pretty mad because I. Uh, I got in a fight with his son, and uh, I made a lot of uh, kind of uh, homophobic rants. Oh, that's right. That, um, that's what it was about. Mrs. Clown, Clown's got a screaming queen son. What's he doing yeah. now? He's, um, he actually, I think he, he works for some uh, lotion and cosmetic distributor. Really? He's doing pretty well. He travels a lot. He lives, at, he, I think he lives in New York right now, but he came to Chicago for a while. But he's doing okay. 
but it was like, you know, it was a bad situation. He came up, uh, he threatened me with a baseball bat and I picked up the coffee table and threw it at him. Wow. Such a nice relationship there. What the hell did you say? Didn't go down too well. Ah, you can just, you can imagine it was bad. But um, yeah, we we don't really talk. We're we're not we're not on bad terms, but we're not going to be friends or anything like that, you know. Yeah, she tried to get him a job as a bar back in the alehouse. Yeah, she, well, the Corcoran's too, I think. I don't think I don't think she was successful. No, he's the kind of guy he thinks he's above that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. So we I, thought it was, we uh, thought it was above that kind of stuff too. That's. Yeah, I think he worked at Corcoran's for about two hours, and then he said, uh, I can't do this work. <laughs> He's above it. He's like, those guys, I'm not one of those guys, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, um, Clown, how are you feeling? Good. Take you know, I, I went in and I got, re- I got reprogrammed. So I've, I've been feeling great since then. My heart doesn't race anymore. That's good. So, yeah, I actually had to go into the hospital and get reprogrammed. So, sounds kind of weird, but it works. So far, so good? Yeah. He's alive. I just need need to get more exercise. That's the one thing. I've been gaining weight and getting kind of lazy. Well, you know, you live where you live. You live at a perfect spot. I I love one of my favorite walks was right by your house over to the park and then around the boardwalk right that's really a nice and then you can do all variations through the lincoln park zoo i imagine that's closed now yeah i think that's closed but, but yeah but the outer park is all got to be you can still go through the park yeah yeah those are great i had all kinds all the way up to diversity street all kinds yeah, of- i think what they got to do is just set a regular time maybe lunchtime and do it every day it kind of the whole thing though is it kind of sucks because I've got to keep an eye on my computer because guys from work are always you know talking about stuff. So people. Yeah, but even even don't you have like a regular structured lunch hour? Yeah, lunch yeah. time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That if I did lunch hour, it would work. Do you have a mask? Yeah, whole bunch. You bought fifty. Oh wow! They're black yeah. ones. Black like, market masks. Well, I got one black one that's, uh, you know, it's like a, it's not an N95, but it sort of looks like it. Yeah. It's got like a breathing hole filter on it, you know? Huh? Yes, so, yes, yes. But I got about 50 blue ones, like uh, disposable ones I ordered like two months ago. So. Nice. I got tons of hand lotion or hand sanitizer. I don't have any. <laughs> I'm sure you have tons of hand lotion. Hand lotion. Well, now that you have the walking uh, tips from the expert walker, you know where to he's go. Got, he's got no excuse. I mean, just around that boardwalk is just a lovely walk. You could just go no, around. I should just go out, yeah. You could do around around there three, four times, and boom, you don't have to go anywhere else. You got to make sure you move your chi. You know, we actually, uh, we went out a couple of times in the car. We drove up to, uh, a couple weekends ago, we drove up to Evanston. Yeah. And just kind of hung out in the car and uh, went to a sushi place on Lawrence, picked some sushi up and uh, 
had to take uh, Mrs. Clown over to get tested. She got tested one day. Was she feeling bad? She was feeling bad a few weeks ago, but it kind of went away. But I think it was just uh, being, uh, God, what, what is my, where is my brain? Hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I kept telling her, you've been drinking too much. That's why. She stopped, she stopped drinking, so she felt horrible. So she thought they had the virus. She had the virus. Wait, well, has, has she been drinking more during the quarantine than she did regularly? Like more than drinking at the Jewel? No, not as much. Well, that's a that's a silver lining, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The Joe was getting bad. Really? I guess the place was packed. I tell you, I was with that time I saw her when I yeah. was going grocery shopping. That place was hopping. Yeah. That bar was hopping. Not really? a seat in the house. People yeah. like hysterically laughing like hyenas. Yeah. What the fuck is this? I mean, what what kind of atmosphere? You're drinking a, in a bar in the middle of Jewel. It's weird. <laughs> it is weird. It was weird to see. Well, I guess they uh they don't kick homeless people out, <clears> there, <throat> so there's a lot of homeless people there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, quite a mixture. I wonder if it's a great singles bar. Ah, I guess maybe Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Clown's picking some men up. I don't know. Look at. <laughs> She's got a new plumber friend she met there. He comes over and fixes stuff once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. A plumber friend. That's like my ex-wife. Uh, she married a guy because he was good with fixing stuff. Because she, she wanted someone to fix stuff. So she married him for like a year. Just for a I year? I mean, that's not a horrible approach. No. It's honest. Yeah, I gotta have, you know. Gotta why only it. why only a year? Um, I don't well then all the stuff was her, fixed. No, her, her all the stuff was fixed. <laughs> no, her um her bipolar kicked in. She went manic. Oh, so he kinda left? Yeah, he was pretty scared. I actually it was kind of funny because she uh she was really she had locked herself in her car and she was getting ready to leave. She had escaped from uh a mental hospital and um, she was in her car and she was getting ready to leave and he came he showed up to get some of his stuff out of the house and I talked him into parking behind her so she couldn't leave <laughs> and she gunned the car and smashed <laughs> she did like four thousand dollars damage on his car <laughs> oh she said he just looked at me and, I, and he goes thanks <laughs> you know do you remember the remember the basketball player Nate Thurman? Yeah, he was a really good player. Well, he used to he used to hang around a bar in San Francisco. I hung around with called Slater Hawkins, and Nate he was about, I think he was six eleven, mm -hmm. but he had a Rolls Royce and he had a Bentley. Or he had a Bentley. I didn't think he had a Rolls. I think it was a Mercedes. They were both really expensive cars, and he had this kind of mean little white girlfriend. And every once in a while, he'd show up at Slater's with his white girlfriend. Well, not, So then he comes into Slater's one night with some different chick. And his, his rolls was right outside the, the windows. And uh, all of a sudden, there was this really horrible noise. We all looked out. And there was his Mercedes was smashing repeatedly into his Rolls Royce. It was his girlfriend. 
<laughs> and she was just smash, smash, smash. So Nate runs out, but what can he do? I mean, she's in the car, you know, and he's trying to, you know. So I don't think he was probably able to do much with his insurance. <laughs> but girls, girls can be very mad, very mean. Hey, speaking of mean girls, what what about this, this uh, really knockout gorgeous Tara Reid saying that Joe Biden uh, uh, did her wrong like uh, 27 years ago? Yeah, we about that. that. I think he fingered her. He said he fingered her. But that's, <laughs> but he just, Here, no, but here's the thing. I don't think that people, I think that something happened. He probably, well, she said he stuck his fingers in her. No, first, first she just I think said. That people, I don't think that people care. I yeah, but, really but first, first of all, she told everybody all he did was fuck with her hair and neck, which that's totally believable. Because he's always fucking with people's neck. Nah, I think he's probably fingered a lot of women in his life. He, does he look like the type that fingers women? Yeah, have you, haven't you seen videos of him smelling girls? And yeah, I know, but I mean that doesn't mean you're fingering yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even oh. Pelosi said Joe Biden is Joe Biden. <laughs> well, I've seen you sniff chicks. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's just the average older white guy. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. writing about that tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, they like Bruce. It's yeah. like if Bruce ran for office, they'd all come forward, right? <laughs> I was gonna say both of you are chick sniffers. Come <laughs> on. I mean, I I did. I mean, I mean, I write in the blog. I have, I mean, probably two three hundred broads I touched inappropriately over the years. Yeah. I mean, grabbing tits and grabbing ass was not that big a deal. It was just how you know, kind of a way. Of, and well, plus, I think that's that's the unsaid thing, though, is I think that people didn't. They don't think they they probably think that something might have happened, but they don't really care. Well, I mean, they care just to make political bones out of it. Yeah, yeah, but people but, understand. But you know, yeah, and it's but, political. I mean, it's this yeah, the media stuff is so political. And now it turns out, well, I was able. You'll want to read my tomorrow's blog because I was able to find one of her love poems to Vladimir Putin, and it's a classic. Oh boy! I'm almost almost willing to read it to you on the on the blog. I mean, on the podcast. Do it. Read it. Let's hear it. Come Let's on. see if I can find it. You oh, talk to clown. This talk is gonna to call. See now, look, he's doing some bullshit off to the side, clown. What's going on over there? <laughs> Clown, I'm really happy to hear you're feeling good. He's looking yeah. good. That's more important. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling good. It's uh, it's doing okay. I'm I'm I really just, you know, the whole thing is though. I guess it's uh, it's depressing because I think things are going to be really really horrible in about a month or two. I think you may be right. What do you mean? Tell, of, you mean? Tell me more there. Nobody's gonna not no jobs are coming back. They're not giving people any money. There's going to be evictions going on like crazy. I think well, uh, people are going to be out of work. And also, I think there's going to be a real uptick in street crime. Oh, yeah, big time violence. There's a little restaurant around the corner that its, it's credo is all felons, ex-felons work there. And people that don't get afford it can have free food and shit. Two of their customers came in at gunpoint and robbed them. And they're apologizing while they're doing it because they just keep saying, I mean, yeah. this is the kind of shit you're going to see. All right, let me read my poem. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. And the, the title is Love Song to Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin. Remember the love song of J. Uh, Alfred Prufrock? Kind of like that. So that's the title. 
And then I got a picture. She's really bestial. She's very fat. I got one of those really ugly pictures of her. <clears throat> it says, Vladdy, you make my clit quiver, my nipples hard, and my pussy shiver. Like a stream that swiftly flows, my love for you grows and grows. One word from your sweet lips, and my soul would fly. My breasts would tingle, and my yearning ass would sigh. Oh, my Vladdy, your muscles bulging in spring raid. Your voice that warbles like a military parade. Unsullied by venal insults that coarsely blow from jealous enemies attacking you to and fro. Oh, Vladdy, Vladdy, darling, fairer than the rosy morn. Your dick's as hard as a winter storm. Please fill me with your dewy lust and let my tongue lick off the rust. Unsullied by the darkness of dreary night, I'll swallow every drop of your magical delight. I love my fair autocrat, it's plain to see. My fairest Vladdy will go down in history. Shirtless and unafraid, thy charms on full display, like the balmy breezes of May Day. <laughs> did you write that? Did you write that? Who the fuck hey? you think wrote it? You or did you write it when you were 11? <laughs> I wrote it just today. <laughs> what do you mean when I was 11? It, well, I mean, you know, it's that, it's that, uh... But I'm, I'm just, it's signed Tara. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, have you read any of her love poems to him? Mm -mm. She's trying to scratch them all off. But yeah, she wrote a whole bunch of uh, love poems to Putin. You didn't think that was good? It was, it was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your, it's your typical... Bruce, you know, your sometimes juvenile approach, but that's okay. We juvenile? like that. That's yeah. Shakespearean. That's Shakespearean? Yeah. Read the first couple lines again. First two tree lines. Um, <laughs> Vladdy, you make my clit quiver. Oh, yeah, Shakespearean all the way. That was from <laughs> Hamlet, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's more Romeo and Juliet. The Tempest. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's good. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, so I think How are you feeling, Bruce? Um, other than I have to go take naps all day, uh, Ruth and I have been taking real long walks, and we yep. found a real neat place behind the Museum of Science and Industry to sit if the sun, if there's any sun at all. It's just perfect and beautiful view. And you can get up those steps and just lean against the pillars. Like on the south side of the building where you're facing the lagoon? It's on, yeah, facing the lagoon. I don't know why they don't fix that up back there more. But it's beautiful. And you um, to, like through the so Japanese gardens and everything? I want to play golf. And technically the golf course could be open, but Jackson Park isn't. I think I'll, I'll go sneak on tomorrow. You need to go to the Burbs, I think, because of Chicago no, Chicago Why travel? Park District isn't opening anytime soon. Why travel? I'll just go sneak on. It's cheaper. Okay. Guys were sneaking on on, um, let's see, I went over there on Friday, yeah. You saw people on the golf course on Friday? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I see, they've got to be careful, though. A white boy in the middle of that course, you, they, you can be seen from, you know, a mile away and 
you kind of want a few other people around. We uh, rode south you. today, and every single park had cop cars around it. Yeah, well, not, not the golf course. It's mm. interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to get bad. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt without money. 30 million people unemployed now? Then that's, that's, I'm sure uh, there's a lot more than that. There's a lot more than that. That's just people that have applied for unemployment. Yeah, and, and the... Um, so there's got to be at least 35, 40 million, actually. Undocumented can't, so they're fucked. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, and they're not coming back either. Companies are going to be leaving. They're going to be opening. I just really, I just got to believe. Can half the bars even... I mean, if this thing's down... I mean, they're talking about possible year. The last place they're going to open up are bars. Yeah. I mean, how, you can't social distance in a fucking bar. No. Did you, um, did you, I know I know, Bruce, this isn't really your thing, but did you hear that Ravinia just canceled its whole season? Well, yeah, it's my thing. I've been there. But, yeah, I, that, well, yeah. Like cool every yeah. summer. Yeah. But they're, um, they have to. Everybody has to. I know. Now, how, it's, how they're going to open like it? A, how do you play football? Come on. A little bit of a... You know, just another thing that makes you realize that this is going to be a little bit difficult for... Well, what are you going to do without your little cubbies? Uh, I'll be fine. Although I'm pretty sure they're going to play without fans. You think so? TV money. Do you realize what the TV ratings will be? Nobody's, everybody's home? Yeah, yeah but true. see, the bullshit with that is that, that stupid marquee network. Yeah, but I don't think that that's going to work now. They're going to have to have well. Anyway, there'll be there'll be games. I mean, they're going to. They were talking about everybody playing in Arizona, and just playing each other in the yeah. same. And and so for the TV revenue. Yeah, that's not bad. Just one playing one place, couple places. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they could have a whole setup. And just not have fans. Yeah. And uh, football. I mean, God, those guys are biting each other and spitting on each other. That disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's. Well, I mean, the whole thing is though. I, I watch the numbers every day, and they're getting worse. <laughs> well, mean, yeah, and now that they're opening stuff up. Yeah, they had they had twenty four thousand new cases today in the U.S. Yeah, and Texas opened up, and they're getting this huge spike. Yeah. Oh, when the people, yeah, people going to the beaches and stuff, it's going to, I mean, they're going to have to probably close everything down again if it keeps going. Yeah, up. but I'll tell you something. Come the middle of June, these beautiful days, come on. It's just, I think it's really going to be, let the old fucking people die and people with pre-existing conditions. In fact, you'll be doing the podcast all by yourself probably, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Listen, check this out. I had a friend who left for Florida on her spring break with her family, like two days before the whole shutdown started here, like in mid-March. And they decided to just stay there because they're going to sort of wait it out, waiting it out, waiting it out, waiting it out. Literally came back last week. And she said to me that when they got here, they all kind of went through a little bit of a culture shock because no one in Florida, and they drove, and no one in Georgia where they stopped to stay, like every, everything was business as usual. So life was continuing on. 
So when they got here and there's nobody outside or, you know, things are shut down and they can't, you know, just be, she said it was really kind of just like a twilight zone situation. Well, I think Clown's right. It's going to, this, we're going to go more and more the way Sweden's doing it. Just, you know, thin the herd. Because yeah. if you look at that, they've got way more incidents and way more deaths than all the countries around Norway and all those other countries. Uh, but they're just letting you go. You could see the pictures on TV. There's people are in bars and restaurants, just like regular, just like normal. Nobody's wearing a mask. And I think come the nice weather, people are just going to say, fuck it. Yeah. I'm nervous for when it's consistently 70 degrees. And they might never, not, they might never be able to cure this thing. Yeah. Well, that's cheerful. Yeah, I know. Come on. What else? Hmm? What else you got? Well, ask Cloud. He, he's, he, didn't, he didn't show up last week. Oh, I, I did have a comment on I was listening to the podcast last week. Maybe you were talking about the Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this about 20 years ago, a story came out. I think it was in Scientific American, where they determined uh, with uh, computer imaging that um, – that it might be it might be actually a self-portrait of da vinci da vinci i've heard that theory before. Drag. because it has the same uh proportions along the face it's like a facial recognition mm -hmm. but actually find da vinci if it, you show to the mona lisa so, yes but I, yeah. i'll tell you what if you look at da vinci's um you probably google this i mean if, if you don't have a book i've got a couple of his book art books all his faces look, they're different, but they're all the same. And they've all got that look. Yeah. And so if that's supposed to be look like Da Vinci, because you can tell of Da Vinci, there's just, you know, they're the same. It's the yeah. same face, women, male or female. Yeah, same looks, same. <laughs> but uh, I'd like, I wonder, I don't believe he ever did a portrait of his boyfriend. He had a boyfriend? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't kid know about that. Kid was 12 or 14. Well, that's nice. I think in those days it was okay. I, I mean, I knew that Michelangelo was a little bit fruity, but I didn't know Da Vinci was. Oh, they all were. Um, I remember that um, Errol Flynn brought Beverly Adlin, his, what he called her his protege on the Jack Parr show. I think she was 14. And it was clear that he's banging his 14-year-old and he brings her on the, on the air and uh, Carson or so, said something, aren't you a little, or somebody said afterwards, aren't you a little, aren't, isn't she a little young for you? And he said, or no, aren't you too old for her? And he says, I may be too old for her, but she's not too young for me. I mean, you can get away with that shit. Liberace brought on his protege. Some little Aust Aust Australian kid, it was about 15, and he was his protege. So, you got you amazing how you could get away with that shit back then. Yeah, in a second, but protege doesn't necessarily mean. Oh, come on, please. You can't, you can't tell when somebody's uh, sticking their dick in something. Of course. <laughs> back, back to this. You I'm, I'm talking reality. Snippers. <laughs> I'm talking about reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can get away with shit. 
I remember one time Mickey Rooney was real drunk and he came on Jack Parr. I loved that show when it was live. It was it was filmed live, and and once a week Parr would have a nervous breakdown right on the air. And if a woman came on with cleavage like Jaja Gabor, he'd kind of put stuff over it. I mean, he'd get so flustered and shit like that. <laughs> so Mickey Rooney came on real drunk and told Parr he was going to beat the shit out of him. And Parr was shaking like a leaf. He just, you know, like the, he was just terrified. Me, oh, I never liked you. And you're, and he just terrified. He's like, I can beat the crap out of you, Parr. Oh, it was funny. I couldn't beat that, you know. And then they started filming all that shit. Yeah. Carson used to have drunk people on all the time. All the time. Well, Errol Flynn was always drunk. After uh, Castro, after Castro came on down out of the mountains and chased Batista out of Havana, Errol Flynn shows up on the bar show with the fucking parrot on his shoulder and said he just came down from the mountains with Fidel. <laughs> completely shit-faced. I, I guess they don't have videos of that stuff. Man, would that have been great. I mean, that's they, got, they probably got it. Yeah, but, you know, I think over half the Johnny Carson ones are got destroyed or something. Yeah, well, a lot of the films, like, from the 30s and 40s are completely gone. Yeah, yeah what a shame. They just decomposed. Yeah. Nitrate or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what a shame, historically. Have you guys been watching um, the ESPN Bulls documentary, Last Dance? No, I like to just see started actually. It's interesting. Yeah, you, it's good. Is there a way to start it from the beginning? Yeah, they're up on ESPN. They're free. ESPN. STN. What's that? STN. Oh yeah, ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, but will they tell you this number one? Yeah. Yeah. I think oh. there's four parts now. But yeah, we've yeah. been watching. We've been watching the Roosevelts. But no, I hear. I hear they take Jerry Krause apart real good. Yeah, so I, I just finished the fourth episode. There's two more coming, and they really kind of dig into him big time. Good. Yeah, it's good. good. I, I heard there was a lot of talk, bad talk between Jordan and the Isaiah Thomas and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, do you remember what Isaiah did? That was the fourth when, episode. When yeah. Michael Jordan was a rookie, um, you know, Isaiah. I never heard anybody say a good thing about Isaiah. I mean, really good player. He was a wonderful player, don't get me wrong, but, but a piece of shit. And Jordan shows up at the All-Star game. He's a rookie on the All-Star team. And he was wearing some Jordan outfit for the slam dunk. It wasn't his, the Bulls uniform. He had his own uniform. He was, he was advertised. And so Isaiah tells all the players on the All-Star team to freeze out Jordan. He wouldn't get yeah, the ball. Nobody thrown the ball. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, Michael never forgot that. No. Well, but like the the '80s Pistons were all pieces of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. well there was that's, only there was only one nice guy on that team. What the hell? There was that one, was uh, he Joe, said in the in the, in the documentary. Joe Dumars. Joe oh, Dumars. Dumars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the documentary, they say that the they talk about um, Isaiah Thomas and uh, Rodman talk about the fact that they had something called the Michael Jordan rule. Yeah. And the Michael Michael Jordan rule is basically just pummel him before he takes flight. Right. Yeah, and then they had that real big fat ass, real bad. He was the toughest guy on the team. Mahorn. Uh, Mahorn. Yep. 
the horn. Yeah. Oh, they were ugly, nasty. Were horn. nasty people. <laughs> Very nasty people. You know, in watching all of this, well, first of all, I'm learning a ton of stuff that I didn't know because I feel like I was just a kid when you know the '90s bulls. But um, I, with all of this, I'm I'm learning um, that I don't understand why people even try to compare Michael Jordan to LeBron James. Well, I'll tell you why you could do it. You can do it simply because LeBron has amazing talent, just pure raw talent. But here's where it all changes. Jordan had the talent, but he also had the mental toughness that LeBron doesn't even come close to, or did Kobe. The, the only people you could really compare Jordan mentally but not physically because he was better, would be Magic, Bird, Bill Russell. These guys all won. No matter what they had to do, they figured out how to win. LeBron doesn't know how to win. And uh, Kobe, you know, he, he, when he was playing with, um, what's his name? He does all the commercials now, the big monster seven player. Yeah. yeah, Shaq. But then Kobe was jealous of Shaq and got him out of there. No, Jordan's in a class by himself. And, and and Bird and Magic had better teams around him. Yeah. Did you know that Kobe was supposed to come to Chicago? What? what, what, what? Oh, he, After Shaq was trying to get him out? Oh, really? Well, there was all that trouble. Well, no, he was yeah. trying to get Shaq out. He basically, Kobe, in, in another documentary, Kobe said that everyone was like, yeah, okay, we're going to send you to Chicago. Well, he was talking about His wife came here. And they started shopping around for uh, houses, and then suddenly he got back, and and it was Shaq that was who was leaving. So well, remember, like, remember when Kobe got nailed on that rape? That yeah. Rape charge? yeah, yeah. And <laughs> in order to get his old lady to come out there and stand with him, I'm sure he had to rip up that prenup. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way she's coming out there without that prenup. Well, he gave, you, her, he gave her an eight million dollar ring. Oh, the wife. The that, wife. That's dumb. A little makeup here, here, honey. I'm sorry. No, I remember. I remember Kobe's father really well, Joe Bryant. I saw him play many a game when I was uh, had my season tickets at the Golden State games, play because they played the Lakers all the time. But I remember Joe Bryant. He was, you know, he was a journeyman player, but yeah, he was good. Came from well, good. Anyway, you should, uh, Bruce, you should watch the documentary. It's oh, no, I, I definitely want to see it. I just... Um, In fact, the last two episodes air tonight. Oh, good. Well, I, you know, I'll catch you. You'll have all six on the ready. That's what I want. I don't want to... Like, yeah, we've been watching... You're a binger now, aren't you? Am, am I what? A binger. A TV binger. No, I... No. Um, I get done reading. My eyes start... No, 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 no. What I mean is that you'd rather just have all the episodes in one series. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. I mean, don't want to. That way you yeah. can just go through them all. I don't like to wait every Sunday yeah. at 8 o'clock. I'm with you. I don't like waiting on the next episodes either. Mm. You no. know what I watched? I watched uh, on an earlier podcast. I said I was watching that NYPD Blue that was yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to watch those. I watched all 12 seasons. So Holy shit. Oh, my God. episodes. Oh my All right, God. well, what's your overall oh, I loved it. review loved and summation? Well, you know, Moriarty, what's his name? Moriarty? What, 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 what's the guy, uh, one of the, it was Dennis Franz and uh, who's the redhead? 
Oh, um, God, what was that guy's name? Yeah, what was that guy's name? Oh, it wasn't Moriarty. Michael no. Moriarty was the guy in that baseball movie. Uh, oh, the one. Well, Jimmy Smith was on there for a while. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But, but the the other guy, the redhead on the show, David Caruso. Caruso. Yeah. Yeah. He was considered a real prick. Yeah. He. It was weird because he was. He was actually on there only like a season and a half. Yeah, they fired he him. On, he went on to movies. He didn't, yeah, they didn't like him. No, he, he, so. awesome. yeah, Ebert told me some stuff about him. Unflattering. Yeah, overall, it was a great, it was a great series. I thought it was really well done. They did it for 12 years. Long yeah, time. I watched them. That one I watched, yeah. Well, Dennis Cranston. I'm, uh, I'm watching Hill Street Blues now. Well, that has some fairly good stuff, but uh, yeah, you're really it's going old it's not as good. You're going old school clown. Yeah. Well, I remember when those shows were on. I mean, that's '81 uh, was when Hill Street Blues started. You're old. I was actually you know, living. I was living in Chicago at at uh, in um, Carl Sandburg at the time. I was actually well, in Hill Street at Hill Street and um, what is it? Hill Street and said. Is that Cedric? Orleans. Orleans, yeah. Uh, the firehouse is right there on the corner of Orleans. It's Hill Street. It's an abandoned firehouse now. Yeah. So they must have been, I don't know. Were I they it's that not as a abandoned. It's right here. In Chicago. Yeah. Those, those firefighters outside of it every day. It's not abandoned? No. Oh. Well, that's right where you live. You know? Yeah. By the Target. Yeah. No, you live right across the street. Across from Target. You yeah. live across the you know that house is not on Hills. Well that's yeah, Hill Street right behind it. No. Dum Dum. Go over to Orleans Street and Hill Street and there's a little old abandoned firehouse. Okay? I mean I go by it every day. Yeah, but your firehouse I'll take a picture you're of talking it. about the firehouse that's across the street from where you live. I'm talking about there's another, there's, there's like three firehouses right around a one mile radius. All right, you take a picture. I'll take a picture. Me. Okay. I'll take a selfie with a firefighter. It might not be abandoned, but I, I think it is. Um, did you ever watch LA Law? Yeah, I like that. That was a good one too. I might have to revisit that. Was Jimmy, that was Jimmy Smith. Yeah, that was. What was her name? Who was on uh, the Partridge family? Wasn't she on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Susan Day. That's it. That's it. I had a huge crush on her when I was a little kid. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I actually dated a couple of girls that looked like her, just because <laughs> I had such a big. All the guys crush. wanted to date Susan Day, and all the girls oh, yeah. wanted to date. Uh, I, I, I never saw that. Yeah, she was the girl. The, the the Lori, I think, was her name on the party. Yeah. David Cassidy's sister. David Cassidy. Everybody yeah. loved David Cassidy. You know the funny thing is with with Hill Street Blues, I realized is that uh, my dad loved. Daniel J. Trevanti. Oh, really? I think he was his hero. <laughs> and he wanted to, I think he wanted to have like a hot girlfriend like he did on that show. Because I remember I lived with my dad actually for a little while and he was, he was always talking about uh, Trevanti, what a, what a man's man he was and all that. You kind know, of he never did anything after that show. No, he never did. Maybe they make so much money they don't have to. I, I don't think Franz did. 
think that was it no, for fans. He retired. He just retired. He lives in Idaho now. He does. On a ranch. He's on a ranch with his wife, and he just retired. Yeah, he made tons of money. I so. saw him the first thing when uh, he was with the old Organic Theater. I saw him in Tegna and him uh, back in about 77, 78 at the little tiny Organic, do Terry Curtis Fox's Cops. Uh-huh. Yep. That was before anybody even knew who they were. He was from, uh, he went to, uh, he was from Proviso East or something, I think he went to. Oh. In high school. Yeah, I read his bio, and he, he actually was in high school with John Prine. Same. Uh, oh, really? Period. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's the high school that Faggy Pants went. Yeah, I think it's out west, right? Yeah, it's right, right a little near Oak Park. Yeah. I think it was, is it Proviso East or Proviso West that's out there? Well, there's still, there were, in those days, there was only one Proviso. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think there was, I don't think they had to. Is that, what is that, Riverside? Oh, it's Maywood. Maywood. Yeah, Maywood, that's exactly where it is, yeah. I remember reading about it, but they did, he did a stint in Vietnam, Dennis Franz. And uh, he played, he played a total of 24 cops in his career. <laughs> Talk about being typecast as a cop, right? Yeah. No kidding. Uh, and uh, uh, what was the guy in got, uh, NYPD Blues? Andy Sipowitz was his last cop. Oh, Sipowitz, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Ferrillo. Ferrillo. Yeah, Ferrillo. Pizza man. Pizza man. His girlfriend was hot. Too man, man, she was beautiful. <laughs> I always remember the ladies. Yeah, I was gonna say this is coming full circle to the could, lady sniffing. I could give you the chronology of all the women that I've loved. <laughs> it would be a long list. list. <laughs> it would be a long the ones list. in real life and the ones on. Yeah, the TV. <laughs> back up, back up, back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, gentlemen, um, we should wrap this up. Okay. Clown, it was so nice to have you. It's nice to be in here. Well, I don't see why we can't do this next week around this time. Yeah, we can. Yeah, get Mike to get involved. Why wouldn't he? Uh, Ukraine That's Mike. He'd love to be involved. We need, we need to talk <laughs> to him about the Tesla stock tanking. Well, and then it went up to 800 a few days ago. And he, you know, he was basically in tears. Yeah. And the next day it went down 160. Well, that's because, uh, like, Musk has been talking, saying the stock price is too high. I think he wants to buy the company back. Well, what Musk did was apparently when it went back up from about yeah. 500 to, to 800, he made, like, quick 70, uh, 70 mil. Yeah. And then he sold it all. I mean, <laughs> so, so he's doing quite well. Yeah, of course. He's doing quite well. Yeah. All right. Well, of course is right. All right. Um, everybody, thanks for joining us again for another edition of this podcast. Uh, we'll do this again next week. Clown, thanks uh, for being here. Genius. Say good night, genius. Oh, good night, genius. Thanks again, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>